0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom. We are going to talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh, the whole situation here, the standstill. It's Groundhog Day, as we were just saying before we hit record. Uh, And then we will get to the final NFL decisions uh, had a big one, an underrated one, deciding to come back. Jake Moody at the kicker spot. We'll break that down and then we'll talk some basketball uh, before we get out of here and get you going on your weekend. Uh, Anthony brought to you here by Manscaped. Promo code 20GOBLUE at manscaped.com. 20GOBLUE. They have the lawnmower 4.0. They have everything that you could possibly need for male grooming. They are the Tom Brady uh, of male grooming. So go and do that. I know we've had a ton of people reach out to us already. Uh, you know, every time we do one of these ads that they took advantage of it or whatever, they laughed at the ad reads, uh, some of the first couple times we did it, but then they decided to check it out and they've liked it. So manscaped.com promo code twenty go blue is uh is your code there. Anthony, uh I know you like the product as well. I'm a fan. Uh every every time we get some kind of
1: package sent to us, no pun intended, though pun absolutely intended. True. Um, you know, the, the body wash is great. The shampoo and conditioner is great. Those are, I think the two most recent things, uh, are good friends over at Manscaped sense. So, um, I am a frequent user of the product. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I can't think of a, um, you know, a better partner for us just in terms of, you know, we produce high quality content, they produce high quality products. So it's a match made in heaven and we enjoy working with the folks over there.
0: Yep. So. Again, 20, go blue, two zero G O goblue is the promo code at manscaped.com. Uh, Anthony, let's talk about the Jim Harbaugh situation. So for the people on YouTube that can see the screen here, Jim Harbaugh on our screen as we speak, doing a squat while down at Jesuit High School in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, he was visiting a top 100 linebacker, actually the number one linebacker in the country, Todd Bowles' son, I think Troy Bowles. Um Todd Bowles being the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay and uh, interviewing for some head coaching jobs again, former head coach of the Jets. But basically that, that photo shows, and he's been elsewhere around the country, that he's continuing to do his job as usual, as you would expect out of Jim Harbaugh. Recruiting here this week. They had an important recruiting weekend last weekend. Um, we're kind of in a similar spot, Anthony, than we were a week ago, but at the same time it's become just even that much more clear over the last week. Uh, You know, not that we didn't know these things, but he does have some interest in at least listening to the NFL, uh, you know, maybe putting feelers out there uh, or listening to a potential offer. And right now it feels like it's either the Raiders or nobody. And at the same time, I don't know that it's going to be the Raiders. I mean, when you read some reports from trusted people over there in Las Vegas that have covered the Raiders for a long time, you know, going back, obviously, to the Bay Area they're not sure that uh, the Jim Harbaugh is going to be a top candidate type of guy. It doesn't feel like the John Gruden thing where you basically interviewed a couple people to get your rules out of the way and you bring in John Gruden. It's not that. Um, so what's your take here as we are another week here into Jim Harbaugh watch, I believe is it day 20 now? Uh, so we're already day 21. Day okay. twenty one Here on Friday. So
1: yeah, the long and short of it is this, um, no news is not like no news is just no news. That's, that's all it is. Uh, Jim Harbaugh under contract. He, I think the second that it becomes apparent that this contract that Michigan has offered him, if that's the only thing that there is to sign, you know, after the next week or so, however long this takes to wrap up, he'll sign the deal or he'll get an NFL offer and maybe come back to Michigan and say, Hey, I need a couple things bumped up here and there. And he either comes back to Michigan or, or leaves. I think those are the options on the table. Um, you know, the one thing I'll say about, you know, we haven't seen Jim Harbaugh's name pop up for really any of. I mean, the Raiders. That's something going back to, you know, what we we reported, what Chris Ballas reported the week of uh, the Ohio State game, I believe it was. Thought the Bears were in the mix there as well, but you know, you're not seeing a whole lot of buzz from a lot of other people that oh, well, he's a candidate. He's popping up here. He's talking here because one, I believe it's in his contract that. He could be fired for cause if he did, like, formerly interview or it came out that he interviewed for another job, which I don't think has happened to this point. Without telling Ward Manuel. Without telling, right. Um, Being transparent
0: up front, that's that's the number one thing. And 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 if he would do that, you know, if he would interview, I would trust, you know, he signed it. You know, he seems like that's the the type of guy he is that he probably would tell them. Uh, He would. I mean, he's told recruits that he'd entertain the NFL. So I'd have to think he
1: would tell. Um, you know, administration and the people who, again, um, the other thing to keep in mind, like I said, is that NFL teams don't need to request permission to talk to college coaches, which means a lot of those, a lot of the interests, a lot of the hires, a lot of times don't get really leaked out there because there's not that paper trail. You know, I think of last year, we didn't really hear a ton of, you know, it's funny, go back, throw it back to Matt Campbell. Uh, It came out after the fact that, I believe that was the Lions that offered Matt Campbell like eight years and $64 million. That came out way after that process was over. So, um, you know, there's some things that we might not know uh, about what's going on. But the fact of the matter is Jim Harbaugh is out doing the job. Uh, He's, you know, if you want to call it a bargaining play to increase his power with Michigan. So maybe he can squeeze every cent out of it. And he should, by the way, which I wrote about this week. He earned the right to do that. Right now, I mean, the fact that he's he's hired Mike Elston, which we talked you and I talked about last week, and he's made some of these other moves that he's had, and he's out on the road talking to recruits. Again, I know there are concerns about recruiting. Again, I did a Twitter spaces the other night, and EJ popped in, and he basically said something along the lines of, you know, recruiting isn't a huge issue right now. Like, he's getting – EJ's gotten messages from parents and things like that, but it's not – like, a lot of these kids don't visit until the spring, and they don't commit until the spring and the summer. So – I think those concerns are kind of overblown as well. So when I look at where we stand today with Harbaugh, I don't think anything has changed. You know, The take has always been the longer we go without resolution, the more likely it is he goes to the NFL. It's like, no, I think he's just waiting it out until his options are on the table
0: because he's earned the right to weigh his options. It's true. And I think that's a good point you make about the the longer it goes thing. And that was something that Chris Ballas coined last year, basically. And, And he was right. And I think he's right again this time where the longer it goes, the less likely it is to come back in a sense. But at the same time, the longer this goes without Oakland or without Las Vegas Raiders interest, um, you know, or an offer or an interview that we hear about that would certainly come out if it was being conducted. Now, not to say they're not having talks, but the longer it goes without that and the longer that Las Vegas continues to interview other candidates, you know, I don't know that that necessarily means that he's less likely to come back. It might mean he's more likely to come back, but you're right. Of course, you know, the longer it goes without a contract extension or restructured deal with Michigan, certainly the less likely he comes back. So we're kind of in a standstill where, you know, that first week of the offseason, it was like, okay. Here's what's going on, you know, update after update. And people were asking, what's the latest? What's the latest? Like, there really is no latest at this point. Like, the latest is the same as last week. But now we have more going around, you know, going on in these NFL coaching searches. And as we talked about, it just feels like the Giants are out of it at this point. The Bears seem to be out of it at this point. Vikings, Texans, those types of jobs were going to be long shots as they were. Uh, You know, probably wasn't going to be a fit there. And then Raiders, with the obvious connection, is still the one that people are pointing to, but there hasn't been a ton of tangible stuff. So Vic Taffer from the athletic who covers the Raiders said basically that he's heard from the Raiders side of things, that this has been all noise uh, that they haven't really been drumming up the Jim Harbaugh buzz. It's more people just kind of, uh, you know, maybe there was some interest there, but he's certainly not that John Gruden type of thing, as we talked about earlier, where they're going to, you know, bring him in and and be that guy, uh, you know, above everybody else. I think if he were a candidate, he'd be one of several candidates. Um, you know, so that's something to watch too. It's not a total slam dunk that they even really want him, uh, you know, or, you know, they, they're probably going to find another guy and, and like him, you know, in my opinion, uh, at at this point, based on how it's going. So it's something to monitor. We'll certainly, you know, look for it here in the next week. When do you, if you had to place a prediction, when do you think this thing's going to be all wrapped up by this time next week? I, I feel like I'm, I think it might be, but. You know, we've said that, I guess, in the past, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we give out a timeline and then people say, oh, well, the guys at the Wolverine said this, and then it didn't happen. Um, we're all guessing here.
0: It's Jim Harper. It,
1: it is a guessing game, because at the end of the day, um, and John Bacon has continued to kind of say this, day whatever it is at this point, nobody knows anything outside of Jim, his wife, his family, maybe some of the people that are working around him in like a, an advert, um, you know, as a uh, advisor, so to speak. One other thing that is worth noting that why this is stretched out a little bit. The Raiders, this time last week, the Raiders technically didn't have a job opening. They were in the playoffs, getting ready to play for a playoff game. And if, like I said, I mean, that's, Jim Harbaugh can be interested in the Raiders. And I'm sure there's, you know, I believe, I believe that to be true. That could be an opportunity that would be worth it for him to at least look into. Um, And at, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. He's, he's almost 60 years old. We talked about this. I think we've talked about this a few times on here. Now he wants to win a championship and whether it's a super bowl, whether it's a national championship at Michigan, you know, the way that Jim Harbaugh looked and coached this year, he could probably coach another 15 years. So there could be time there, but there's also the, the chance that this next deal that he signs might be the last big mega deal that he signs, if that's what it's going to be. So um, again, it, it's, You know, the people that say, oh, Michigan should just pony up to and pay the buyout and and just get this over with and move on. It's like, no, they want him here. And I think he wants to be here. It's just a matter of, again, this is the next contract he gets is is not just for him. Now you're talking about setting up generational wealth and, and you know, setting your family up for the future. So I just I feel like with as much as he sacrificed last year, whether it was his idea to come back on that deal or not, there's. You know, there's been the stuff about that. I feel like he's earned the opportunity to weigh this. You know, you don't want this to go into mid-February now. I mean, there's a second signing day coming up soon. Um, but I, I'm just, the concern level to me is is it remains low. I, I've always just kind of seen it as the guy weighing his options and getting the best possible deal he can get from whatever
0: party offers it. Yeah, you're right. He has earned the opportunity. It's kind of funny, like the power structure is back in his hands. As opposed yeah. to a year ago. That's what where, happens when you win
1: games? You right. win
0: games, people say nice things and give you more money, right? Right. And it, it feels similar to when he was hired here, where it was basically like, well, you got to give him what he wants, not only money wise. And I know he probably he could have gotten a bigger deal, I think, by from even from Michigan he signed. That first deal was, I think, only five million a year, and I say only, but um, you know, and I know things have changed since then, but it felt like he was just kind of taking a, a regular type of deal. And, you know, I know that got upped a year or two later to that big deal of, what, eight or nine or, you know, seven or eight or nine that was uh, including that insurance policy, which still confuses me, by the way. Um, So, yeah, I I feel like he likes to be in this spot rather than the one last year when – and he even said it. You know, we talked about his comments last week how it's a little more fun this time around uh, to see the rumors uh, rather than the rumors of him being on the hot seat and also, you know, having to take a pay cut and things like that. So. Uh, I I think he's enjoying this a tad at the same time. I don't believe he would do this to prove a point or something like that. I think he's doing it because he does have some potential interest there, and he is weighing his options, as you mentioned, which I agree. He has completely earned, and I think if you're a Michigan fan, you just got to stay a little patient here. could be in the next week or so, but again, as soon as we say a timeline, we're going to get ripped for it if it doesn't come to fruition when we're all just relying on Jim Harbaugh a guy who operates very different than most others in sports. So uh, it's kind of a waiting game. Key. Yeah, What's that? That's the, key. that's the key to it. It's just Jim. There is no timeline. There is no logic. There is just
1: Jim Harbaugh. So we'll see what happens.
0: Right. And even if there were logic to it, which there might be, we would not be privy to that information, and that's just the way he likes it, right? So uh, that's basically where we're at. Uh, let's quickly just talk about, the last week with that NFL draft early entrant deadline passing, Uh, you know, basically the same guys that we talked about briefly last week in there, but Jake Moody, a guy who we knew was torn coming into making his decision. He decides to come back for a fifth season. So does Brad Robbins at the punter spot. And those are underrated spots. And those are spots that Jim Harbaugh really values. I feel like more than a lot other coaches, I think being a quarterback, You probably realize how valuable it is to have a great kicker, and that's exactly what Michigan has in the Lou Groza Award winner for the nation's top kicker. Huge decision by Jake Moody. Last Saturday, I think, it was kind of a Saturday news dump, just the way a low-key guy like Jake Moody would have it. And then uh, Brad Robbins was, what, a couple days before that or whatever it was. Um, You have some big decisions. I know, know in terms of losses, David Ajabo, Chris Hinton was the surprising one. We've talked about that. Dax Hill, you kind of figured he would go, but you never knew. But you also have some guys that we're not talking a ton about, and maybe not we, maybe we are, but you know, a lot of people aren't talking about. Eric All coming back. Luke Schoonmacher is another underrated one coming back. Jake Moody is a huge one, and Brad Robbins is another big one as well to have your entire special teams together. So your thoughts on Moody, the rest of the guys that decided to come back or go?
1: It's good news. Uh, you know, With Jake Moody coming back, what it gives you is – an entire phase of your game, an entire phase of your football team, really, when you look at the kicking game, is back. And that's huge because Jake Moody, he was the best kicker in college football. That's not a hot take because he won the award for the best kicker in college football. Uh, William, you know, to shout out me being a former long snapper, shout out to William Wagner, who's also back and on scholarship. That's now. right. So yeah.
0: The whole battery, as Jim Harbaugh calls it, is back. The yeah, yeah everyone. there. Is hot. Robbins is the holder, too so that's right I mean it's and that is so important
1: uh you watch so many college football games where they get a snap wrong or a guy pushes a field goal left and and Moody has missed a few in his career but he's as automatic as it gets so you know we talk we've talked about how we expect this defense to slip a little bit next year meaning that's going to put a little more pressure on the offense and the way that you take pressure off your defense is by putting drives together and scoring points. And you know, now that when you get into that, you know, there were some things earlier this year where the play calling would get a little conservative down there as they worked into form. And you do have to rely on Jake Moody, but it's not a bad thing to have to rely on the best kicker in college football. So that's huge for them. I mean, I don't know what else there is to really say about that to have your entire kicking battery back. um, It's huge. And, And you know, that Jay Harbaugh will have that, unit of the football team that the special teams unit you know we're talking about return guys and, and also kick coverage and, and punt coverage and those types of things they're going to be again that's another phase of that is a phase of the game it's not just offense defense that you know your special teams flips the field it, it gets you points it, it changes field position that's that's huge for them to have all of those guys back and you know for a team that needs You know, not that this is a team bereft of talent next year, but I think it's going to need a little bit more in every area. Having those guys back is absolutely massive for this team.
0: is let me get my right picture up here. There you go, Caleb Houston on the screen for the YouTube viewers. Wolverines with a big 19 point victory, 83 64, over Maryland on Tuesday night. Felt much needed. We talked about it. I, I was not labeling that as a must win game. I don't think you can really do that in January because we've seen Michigan at one and six still make the NCAA tournament. But when you're talking about losing four non-conference games and then being one in three in conference uh, heading into that game, it was, it was pretty damn big and they were able to get the job done and look good while doing so. I know the second half, there was some defensive struggles. That's still a trend. Um, It's tough to say exactly how much of that was that trend continuing or them, you know, putting their, you know, or taking their foot off the gas rather. So it's tough to peg down there. The problem with this team is we've seen them take step forwards before. They've had blowout wins. Like most of their – I think four or five of their wins are by 14 or more or something like that Uh, when I was looking at it earlier. Like they've had these blowout wins, Nebraska, Southern Utah. I know that's not a good team. This game most recently. But they've always taken a step back after that. So uh, it's important to keep the momentum going. Now that's not going to be easy Sunday against an Indiana team that is undefeated at home, just beat number four Purdue there and looked really good while doing so, especially on the defensive end. So it's a stiff challenge, but this is a good opportunity. If you can go win that game, you get Northwestern at home on Wednesday, and then you take your shot in East Lansing against Michigan State. Um, you know, How did you see that game on Tuesday change maybe the fortunes of, fortunes of Michigan, or is that even you know too early to say?
1: Well, I told you when we got to Chrysler on, on Tuesday that I felt like that was a must-win game. Uh, when you looked at what Maryland's body of work has been, obviously they had the coaching change. You're in a position now where your margin of error is not only zapped away, but you probably have to go out and win a few games you're not supposed to either. And but Maryland's a game that you were favored to win. Um, you just have to take care of your business there, and they did. And they looked that is as complete a performance as we've seen from them since I don't know the San Diego State game, which was over a month ago, it was the first home game they played in over a month. December, you, you were staring at a one and four yeah. start in big 10 play, and I know we've seen teams come back from being down more, but when you look at the stretch of games, that's coming up for them. Indiana is going to be tough, but I think that's a winnable game. Northwestern at home. That's a game you should win Michigan state. They're one of the teams at the top of the conference, but I still think that that's a team that it, that's a game. That's very winnable, even going to East Lansing. And then you get uh, Nebraska after that. So if there's going to be some kind of, you know, if they're going to bring out the paddles and put a charge into this season, I think it kind of has to come in these next four or five games here. So to get that one against Maryland, was huge, and by extension, it was huge that you know, I know they lost by 15, but the game was much closer than that. To play the way that they did at Illinois, and kind of mucking that game up, and and pulling pulling the the Illini down to their level, and the energy, the effort that they played with, you know, that's where you start to bring that effort to the table. Because honestly, a lot of there's been a lot of nights this year. They have seven losses where the effort just hasn't been there, or they look so confused and so out of sorts you bring that effort to the table, which I saw continue in that Maryland game. And then you start growing in other areas. You start hitting some shots from the outside. Um, you know, you, you start to just get better as a team while you play with that type of effort. They're going to be, a t- they, they can be a tough out the rest of the year. So like I said, there's a little push coming up here with these, the stretch of games that they have, where if you could go out and even just split the next four games, um, well, you probably need to win three out of four to really feel good about it. But if you can go out and find a way to get a win at Indiana, then beat Northwestern at home, and then you have Michigan State and Nebraska coming up after that before you go to Purdue, and we're going to get those Michigan State and Purdue games rescheduled as well at some point here. Then you might be setting yourself up for to put some kind of resume together. You know, Right now I'm looking at their Ken Palm profile. They don't have any TRA victories yet. You're going to have to get some of those on the schedule in order to build some sort of resume that suggests you should be playing in the tournament. Right now, there's still a lot of work to do. I like what I've seen. Um, I liked what I saw last week, even though it was a loss. I loved what I saw the other night, outside of slipping a little bit defensively. But lest we forget, they gave up 19 points in the first half. So some of that might just be water finding its level a little bit. But a great effort on Tuesday night. Really looking forward to see how they respond in a nationally
0: televised game at
1: Indiana on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately that game during the Bucks game. So I you know, two TV nation is uh stand up, you know, because this is uh this is why you have two TVs in one room. I'm going to have to finagle a couple things around here, but we'll figure that out, but um, It's a good problem to have. It it is. So we'll, we'll figure that out watching both and and trying to cover it for us. Um you you're right about these next four games because if you could win 3 out of those you got to realize that it, the schedule does get tougher. And as you mentioned, you got to reschedule both of those games against Michigan State, which is winnable at home, but and then also uh, against Purdue at home. Those are going to be not only added to the schedule, but squeezed in on short rest and things like that. And I know the other team will be challenged in that aspect as well, but you have to factor that in. So that's why these games are so important. And I know Indiana is going to be a tough challenge. I was watching that game against Purdue. Uh, and again, without Trace Jackson Davis, he only played 12 minutes, had four points, uh, battling foul trouble basically the entire time. They were able to pull that win off, Played great defense against Purdue, which is the number one offensive team in the country, held them to under one point per possession. So, uh, you know, super good performance there. At the same time, they stormed the court, uh, you know, they're excited there in Bloomington. It's their first win over Purdue since 2016. I think it bodes well the way college basketball is, the way the Big Ten is when, you know, the other team has a huge win. It seems like you kind of want them to get that win rather than lose a heartbreaker and come back super fired up. It's just kind of the way it's gone in the Big Ten. I don't have any stats or math to back that up, but uh, in terms of feel. And and get this, too, Anthony, Michigan has not lost. Like, so we thought that, you know, everyone talks about the Purdue-Indiana drought. How Archie Miller never beat them. That last win came in 2016 under Tom Crean. Michigan hasn't lost to Indiana since even further back, February 2nd of 2016, I believe. So uh, this is a you know Michigan team that's really had their number. I know Indiana looks completely different, three transfers in the starting lineup, but um, you know I think a good opportunity for Michigan.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And you know, a lot of people had gone out of their way to say that Indiana was was ripping off Michigan when they hired Mike Woodson out of the NBA to come home. Uh, he's done a good job, so maybe that was that was a good
0: thing they ripped off uh, ripped off Michigan. He's, he's I done still a really feel good like Bad Mata is behind the scenes, like pulling the strings. You know? <laughs> they hired him as you know some advisor role. Right. Well, Mike Woodson, he's been he's been a head coach at the NBA,
1: so I'll give him I'll give him the nod there. But, yeah, I mean, look at the body of the work. Um, we talk about signature wins so far. Um, Indiana's got got one over Purdue. That's the big one from 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 their standpoint. Um, Looking at the non-conference, it looks like they dropped a couple tough ones in there. But, yeah, beating Ohio State. This is a good team and it's a team that is going to. They're very good defensively, and for a Michigan team that where offense has been so hard to come by, um, that's where it becomes a question of was the other night a blip on the radar? Is Caleb Houston going to revert back to shooting one for five, one for six from three, and and score six points and, and look confused on both ends of the court? You know that's where I think a game like Tuesday has to be a jumping off point for him. You know this wasn't a, you know, I, I've I've taken it pretty easy on him, but there's comes to a point in the season where you're not just a true freshman anymore. And you're also a guy that people were expecting to be a lottery pick. If Michigan's going to make any noise down the stretch here, they need that guy to play like a lottery pick. And, you know, for, uh, for as much as he's struggled, I think it's there, you know, he's, he's shot so poorly that I think with him, again, I talked about earlier about how water finds its level. I think he's due for like a, a couple game hot streak. And if this is the stretch that it comes in, well, everyone else gets a little bit better. I'm loving what I'm seeing from uh, from Frankie Collins. And Musa continues to just kind of accidentally be really good, just put himself in a position. Um, you know, Kobe Bufkin's getting some more runs. So he's going to have to lead the charge. Michigan, you know, a lot of what was assumed in these preseason projections for Michigan is that he was going to be able to come in and plug that Isaiah Livers role or plug that uh, Franz Wagner role. Hasn't been able to do that yet, but... Like I said, I, I think I still think there's a ton of talent there. I think that we're starting to see signs that he might be able to bust through and be one of the the key p- uh, players on this team. So, again, I, I look at this game. Uh, of course, it comes down to you know the two big guys, you know, battling like Godzilla, and and uh, you know the big monsters in the middle. But I, I really do think the difference in a game like that is going to be someone hitting their hot outside shots. And Caleb Houston is huge in that. Eli Brooks will be huge in that. Someone else somewhere. Has to hit one or two. Maybe it's Hunter Dickinson. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect because I still there's a lot of in a lot of ways I don't know what this team is. So we'll see what happens from there. But I'm really excited to see, despite it being on at the same time as football, uh, what happens on Sunday.
0: No doubt, and and you're right. I think it's going to come down to some outside shooting. When you look at Indiana's numbers, they they're going to double team the post. They do they do so on 19.2 percent of post touches but against Hunter Dickinson that might be 30 40% of the time. I know Trace Jackson Davis is a good defender, but he's 6 foot 9. Uh you know Hunter Dickinson has what 4 inches on him. Uh depending on who you ask, I guess Hunter would probably say 5 or something like that. But uh you know, so that's something to watch and they're going to allow to um they're going to allow some jumpers, you know, and they do so. So <clears throat> excuse me, like I think there's going to be good looks for a guy like Caleb Houston, I think Devonte Jones who's been knocking down, by the way. He's over 45% from three. He doesn't get a ton of open looks because just the way his shot is, he's not going to create it for himself. But when he's wide, wide open, he's been hitting those lately uh, You know, when he stays aggressive, which he has been. So he's going to get some looks. I think Kobe Bufkin continues to get good looks. They need to get more shooting out of him. He could be a spark guy off the bench if he can start making those. Uh, those are going to be there, I think, against Indiana. And you hate to say the cliche that it's a make-or-miss league, but I feel like in this game it could come down to that, uh, and Hunter Dickinson being back, we were reminded so much on Tuesday how much more he opens up the floor for those other guys, like it looked so hard to do anything on offense, and I know they were missing him and John's, but even without them, without their scoring and specifically Hunter, just the space uh we've talked about space so much with this team, but there was none of it um Against Illinois, and they still fought hard. So uh, I think with Hunter back, they're gonna have a real shot of winning this game. I think Ken Palm has it at like a five point difference, um, and I, I expect the spread to be around there as well. And that gives Michigan a real uh, shot.
1: Ken Palm, sorry not to interrupt. Ken no. Palm has a sixty nine sixty five Michigan loss.
0: Okay, so four, um, mm. three points for you know home court or whatever the general rule is, and. You know They feel like these teams are pretty similar on a neutral floor right now, which is crazy, and I know the, the metrics have loved Michigan a lot more than anyone else. You mentioned the no quad one wins. They're 1-6 against quad one and two, so a lot of work to do there for Michigan, but this would be a, a nice start. Um, anything else on this game? Hope they win it because would love to
1: keep charting paths to the postseason. Uh, that's, I think, the biggest thing right now. They're not going to win the Big Ten. Um, well, I assume, unless they get really hot, I suppose the pieces could still be there to make a run, but, um, you know, I I think right now it when when you fall short of what those expectations are, you turn to growth and you start to look at, okay, if a guy's going to go, like, this is what he has to do to garner that NBA consideration or with the other guys, it's okay. Who's going to be in the starting lineup next year? The backcourt is full of seniors right now. There's going to be two guard spots open. Do we have the guys on the roster now uh, where we don't need to dip into the transfer portal to get a starter like we have? So it's one of those, th- those are the things Michigan is probably, you know, they want to win games. They, they still think the season's early and it is early. There are so many games left to be played. Um, but again, it's just, it's all about where is, is, is the question of Sunday's game to me. Is it was, was Tuesday a turning point or was Tuesday just beating up on a bad team? We've seen that beat up on a lot of bad teams so far this year. Uh, You know, they'll get Nebraska again in a couple weeks. Let's see if that next gear is there. Cause this is going to be a tough road game and a tough environment. Um And like I said, when the season turns to growth, you look for those moments and, and Sunday has a chance to be a moment for them.
0: No, not. I think they're going to either have to win this game on Sunday or next weekend in East Lansing. So might as well get that over with, over with this weekend and play with house money against the Spartans. I know you want to win that game no matter what, uh, but certainly when you look ahead towards the NCAA tournament. So uh, we will keep an eye on all of that. Look for our coverage at thewolverine.com, pregame, in-game, postgame of that Michigan-Indiana game. And then next week, of course, stay with us on Jim Harbaugh Watch as well. Our Chris Ballas has been all over that uh, over at the wolverine.com we got that deal $1 for an entire year of premium access lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the deli i guess ah in my dentist's office